Online. Welcome to Catholic View on this Thursday evening. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Sheila Pirsch. And of course, being a Thursday, we bring you our woman feature. This evening, we'll be focusing on missionary work, not just any missionary work, but empowering young people or young women through missionary work with Sister Google. But first, as usual, we begin with some of the stories that made headlines in the Catholic Church and in Africa today. So do stay tuned. This is Archbishop Buti Kahale of the Catholic Diocese of Johannesburg. You are listening to Radio Veritas, the good news for a change. In your headlines this Thursday evening, 2018, Year of Youth and Family for Pope Francis. Kenyatta to address the ANC's 106th anniversary. And DRC floods leave 45 dead and thousands homeless. Good evening once again, I'm Sheila Pirish. In a wide-ranging interview today, the Vatican Secretary of State, Cardinal Pietro Parolin, has described 2018 as being characterized by the Church's special attention on young people, their hopes, goals, and the challenges facing them. Nosipo Khadebe has more. He noted that the World Meeting of Families takes place in Dublin, Ireland, on the 21st to the 26th of August, just ahead of the Ordinary Assembly of the Synod of Bishops in Rome, whose focus will be on young people, the faith and vocational discernment. Cardinal Parolin said an important innovative aspect is the Church's new relationship with young people, which excludes any type of paternalism. He said this year the Church and the Pope are asking young people what contribution they can make to the Gospel and its proclamation today. He also spoke about Amores Letizia, Curial Reform and the Pope's trip to South America next week. Three Catholic nuns and three women accompanying them who were kidnapped in Nigeria in November last year were released this week after spending nearly two months in captivity. Nosipo Hodebe has this report. The sisters were members of the Eucharist Heart of Jesus convent in Edo State in the south of the country. The kidnappers had taken the women from their home and fled via speedboat to an unknown destination. The convent later received a ransom demand for $55,000, but the mother superior, Sister Agatha Osareko, said no money was ever handed over. She said the sisters and the three laywomen were fine and receiving medical checkups in a hospital. The police commissioner said the captives were freed during a police operation, but the gunman escaped. Prisoners in 12 Peruvian prisons have made about 300,000 rosaries, the sale of which will help to cover the Peruvian church's organizational expenses for Pope Francis' visit. The executive director of the Apostolic Visit, Father Luis Uribe, says as well as allowing 650 prisoners to feel part of the great climate of joy and hope created by the Pope's presence, they would also benefit from the sale of the rosaries. And back home, the Consumer Goods Council of South Africa is urging consumers to make sure their food is well rinsed to minimize the potential for listeria spreading even further. Nosipo Khadebe reports. The Council, AgriSA and the Press Club held a briefing today for updates on the outbreak. The Council's Matlau Setate 
has reassured South Africans that the food sold by retailers is safe to eat. But she says consumers need to be vigilant when storing and preparing food. Listeriosis has claimed the lives of at least 61 people, most of whom are from Gauteng. Listeriosis is a food poisoning that occurs when the bacteria known as Listeria has contaminated a consumable item. Kenya's President Uhuru Kenyatta will address the ANC's 106th anniversary in East London during his visit to South Africa. This is Kenyatta's first foreign visit since his inauguration in November last year. SABC's Leanne Manners has more. President Kenyatta will be the chief guest during the ANC-NEC meeting in East London. He's expected to give a keynote address touching on pan-Africanism and the role of political parties in promoting democracy in Africa. Ahead of the ANC celebrations, Kenyatta will meet President Jacob Zuma for bilateral talks. Kenya and South Africa are economic giants in their respective economic blocks. Days of flooding rains have left parts of central Kinshasa in ruins. According to the local Red Cross, at least 45 peoples have died in the capital of the Democratic Republic of Congo, and more than 5,000 have been made homeless. Hannah Hoxer reports. Over 5,000 people have been left homeless, and anger is mounting against the government, who they accuse of doing little to protect them from the devastation. These are the floods that brought such misery. The torrential showers, coupled with the poor sewerage system, flushed makeshift shanty homes down the city's slopes. Authorities say most of the deaths were caused by drownings and landslides. Kinshasa is the third most densely populated city in the world, and it currently counts 12 million residents. Aid agencies are warning these floods and mudslides are likely to antagonize the waterborne and cholera outbreak in the capital. In previous weeks, we registered around 20 cases per week on average. Right now, we're getting more than 100 cases each week. In Kinshasa, nearly 450 have been registered. The UN says the Democratic Republic of Congo is experiencing its worst cholera outbreak in 20 years. The disease has killed over 1,000 people, over 55,000 cases reported across the country since July. Overcrowding, unsanitary conditions and lack of clean drinking water, these cases look set to rise. The parliament in the self-declared Republic of Somaliland has approved a bill criminalizing rape for the first time and requiring prison terms for individuals convicted of the crime. The bill, passed on Saturday, also criminalizes all gender-based violations against women. It lays out a process to investigate the cases and prosecute perpetrators. The bill now goes to the Upper House of Parliament and could be the first major legislation signed by President Musa Bir Abdi, who was elected in November last year. Women's organization and human rights activists in Somaliland have welcomed the passage of the bill, which was approved by 46 of the 51 MPs present. And finally... Oakcrest School Choir was in Rome for the festive season. The all-girls choir, in collaboration with the Sistine Chapel Choir, performed at the Mass for the Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. Choir member Kylie and choir director Anne Miller from Oakcrest School shared their experience. We all go in, we're all looking up at the ceiling, we're like, oh my goodness, this is huge. And then we're, we're sitting so close to the Holy Father and he, like, you just feel like how he's the father of everyone there. And we're able to give this gift and it's the most incredible experience I've had. This pilgrimage has been really special because 
And I just read the Pope's letter to youth, and he says to go, to go out into the world. And this was a way for them to do that, to go out into the world and to bring beauty and joy. And those are the experiences that I really want the girls to have, to sing in the square and to see people just really light up and feel the joy and the love of God. Where girls thrive. That's the motto at Oakcrest School, but its choir did so in one of the world's most sacred places. In front of people as distinguished as the Holy Father himself, and in collaboration with groups like the Sistine Chapel Choir, these high school girls provided some of the beautiful singing that reverberated throughout St. Peter's Basilica on New Year's Day. As the only girls' choir performing, their voices surely stood out at the Mass for the Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. However, while the celebration may have been their favorite moment, it was just one of numerous opportunities on this trip. The eight-day pilgrimage brought the choir to Orvieto and Assisi as well. Whatever the city or town, the girls were more than willing to spontaneously share their gift with anyone within earshot. Oakcrest School was founded just over 40 years ago near Washington, D.C. The all-girls institution was established in the Opus Dei tradition. Part of the school's mission is to educate in mind, body, and soul, the latter of which is exuded by its choir wherever it goes. And that was a look at some of the stories that made headlines in the Catholic Church and in Africa today. Thank you once again for joining me this Thursday evening. I'm Sheila Pirsch and you're listening to Catholic View. Up next is our woman feature. Women on the African continent are generally treated as second-class citizens. They do not enjoy the same positions as men. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful, otherwise you will threaten the man. Some men refuse to invest in the education of their daughters because they say they will soon get married. Because I am female, I am expected to aspire to marriage. I am expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. But why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage and we don't teach boys the same? We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or for accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. Feminist, a person who believes in the social, political and economic equality of the sexes. Women on the Forefront, a program dedicated to women who are making a difference. Welcome back to our Women Feature. This evening, we focus on empowering young women through missionary work with Sister Gugu Mbongwa. Sister Gugu Sarafina Mbongwa left to Nigeria in 2011. She belongs to the Missionary Sisters of the Holy Rosary. And since 2015, Sister Gugu has been living in Anambra State, Nigeria. Together with her fellow sisters, they started a project to help matriculate dropouts as well as unemployed youth, especially young women. I'm a teacher by profession, but when I arrived in Anambra, uh, the superior there asked me, uh, you know, uh, what I would like 
to do. Mm-hmm. Then I said to her, Stella, to be honest with you, I'd like to work with the poor of the poorest. Yeah. And uh, because since 1979, I've been teaching in well-established schools with everything. And uh, But now I just want to reach those who are really poor. So sister, you came at the right time. We're just starting a place, a project in uh, Anambra, a place called Ibuku, and then uh, where we want to uplift the dignity of the women, because that is our founder's charism, Bishop Shanahan, Joseph Shanahan, that he founded the Missionary Sisters of the Holy Rosary to help the women to raise their dignity and all that. And one of the things he said that uh, if you educate a woman, he, she is going to educate the nation because she's the one who spends more time with the children. So then uh, I said, fine, sister. And then, uh, so I went there. The only thing I knew was crocheting. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't bring some of the stuff. But, yeah. and the student used to just struggle. They said, sister, this thing is difficult. I said, everything is difficult when you begin. But it's just like a car. You just need to practice if you see the things they have made now. You know, it made me so happy that these were students drop out from school, they couldn't uh, uh, further their education because their parents, you know, are poor. And then, uh, so, then they came to us, Mm. didn't even know how to hold a needle to sew. Now, they can take your measurement, make a dress or whatever. So, what were trying to do. The sisters did a lot of, you know, like surveying what what is needed of us at this time. Then we discovered that many of them, of the students, even the ones who are graduates, that they cannot find a job. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's the same story here. It's the same story everywhere, yeah. So uh, then uh, we said, okay, we'll start with a small, they call it a bacha, Mm -hmm. when here we call it mkuku. If you see it, I mean, it's uh, made of tin, very hot, and Nigeria can be hot and uh, frightening things that even last time there was a big python which came through the window. Oh, my word. Luckily, it has just swallowed a a, a, a rat, uh, but but they know how to cope with that. But my reaction was just like yours because we get so scared. I'm so afraid of snakes. I'm frozen right now. <laughs> just the thought of a python inside a place where I'm supposed to be sleeping or working in. Oh, my goodness. How how did you react to it? Well, I wasn't even in the classroom by that time, but I heard the screaming. Lucky. So when I came out, I saw this thing. It was already cool. big. It is black and white. So it was already killed. And then, uh, so I said, thank God I wasn't in that uh, room because I would have fainted. And then the students, they are brave because they are used to this. They said, sister, we kill it. That's it. A python. And students can kill a python. Wow. They're quite brave. (laughs) They are quite brave. So, sister, you, since you've moved to Annabra State, you have joined the sisters there and you've started these projects which 
practically aims at helping matric yes. dropouts in yes, that area. Yes, yes. And uh, today, how many students are you helping out? Uh, we have about 23, but then, as God would make it, we got our project uh, funded, and then we got we started. Uh, they started the building now. Mm-hmm. We are going to have a big center because we don't want to just cater for the students around Anambra only. That there are many students out there who are stranded. Mm. Then we hope to have boarding facilities and then uh, so that uh, many of these students will gain. And uh, it's just so amazing. You know, like when you talk to them that uh, you might think you're wasting your time here, and uh, but it's for us to help you that you have a better future. True. And then... Uh, they work very hard, and as you, you have seen the example of the bag, this is called beading, mm-hmm. and then uh, they make all those things, necklaces, earrings, bangles, all those things. Then interior decoration, because when it comes to funerals or weddings or what, they do this decoration, beautiful. Then cooking. Uh-huh. And uh, sewing, which I have mentioned, and uh, what is that? Yes. Uh, then we make sure that they learn English mm-hmm. because I'm in the heart of Igbo land, and most of the time it's Igbo you hear. Okay. Yes. So uh, that they are not going to end up in Anambra. They might be going outside further, Nigeria, no. and then that they need to be fluent in English. Mm. So we've got also somebody who's teaching them accounts because if they're going to be business women, then they, know, they have to know how to go about with their accounts. Then civil ed- uh, education so that as citizens of Nigeria to know, you know, what is their responsibility and then uh, and know what is going on, not mm. to be just there for the yeah. sake of being there. Yeah, we also have moral instruction every Thursday. And then to help these young people that, you know, they have talents, as you have, you have rightly said, and that whatever they have, because God has, is so generous, he has given all of us talents, to use that is to use that you know for others for the people actually to make Nigeria a better place in fact the whole world because as I'm talking about Nigeria it's the same thing we're facing here in South Africa uh, there is there is this priest called Ebubenonso uh, he has an adoration place every Friday overnight they pray and then till morning. Mm-hmm. And then there was a week we called the Youth Week yeah. where we got these film stars to come and help. Some of those who are acting in African magic. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things they said. They told them, they said, I didn't become a film star just like that. I had to struggle. I had to find out what the gift God has given me and then to develop it. And that is to work hard, not that you just get things like that. Mm-hmm. Because 
that time has gone. And also being, they are the future leaders of our world. So they have to be prepared, you know, like what they are learning now, it will help them in as much also, they will help the next generation. And uh, so it's very important to find out what talent, what God has given me. You know, like to say the government is not doing this and this. That's not it. Mm-hmm. The thing, what am I doing as a person? Me as Kuku, what am I doing mm-hmm. to make it a better place? Just like as I've said to you, I just got this inspiration when uh, I went to Anambra. When Sister Stella asked me, I said, Sister, I want to empower empower young people, the poor, to mm. reach out to them. Because, uh, you know, things are hard for any normal person. Or, But what more of those who are not working mm. and then who have nothing? And many parents have cried. They said, Sister, we're worried about our daughters. They have finished school. I mean, they are metric. They are staying at home. And then you know what can ha- happen with yes, this teenage pregnancy yeah. and all that. So that, uh, in fact, some, they, they came begging. They said, Sister, please, can you said, bring your daughter, mm-hmm. you know, bring your daughter. And then uh, this now has made us so happy that at least the project is taking shape, that we'll be able to reach out to as many as we can, because at the moment we are very limited with the spacing yeah. and all that. Yes, so, I can imagine. Yes, yes. Wow. It's such an inspirational story that you're sharing here with us, sister. And I tell you, you know, just listening to you, you want to go out there and do the same yes. and help out those most vulnerable. It yes. doesn't necessarily have to end in rural areas. No. Wherever one is, yes. there's a lot of young people out there who yes. are just stranded. Yes. They don't, they're not in university, not because they don't want to, but yes. because either they can't afford or there's no space for them. So there's a lot that we grown-ups can do to help the younger people, the younger generation, help them see and um, understand that they have more talents. So thank you so much for sharing that story. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Yes. uh, Also, there's a lot of cry everywhere that young people are involved in drugs. Mm. And uh, also so many of them are so discouraged that there's no need for that. As I have said, that we all have been given talents. It's just to find out what is your passion, what do I want in life, not to lose hope because God is there. And believe me or not, once you pray with that faith, Mm. God will reach out. As he says, you know, like, if you keep my commandments, Whatever you need, or before you even ask for it, I shall provide. And I've experienced that, and I've told students. I said, I have experienced, I'm talking through experience. I'm not just talking from something I've read from anywhere. But this is what I've experienced myself. Once you give your life to God, and then 
He does that. He looks after you. I always tell the students that there is this prayer they call surrender to God. You just surrender your life to God to take care of everything. And that means that also to be kind to others. You know, we meet uh, problems and then we can be angry with somebody, but it's always good to say, I am sorry. Or if somebody comes and say to you, I am sorry for this and that, and then you forgive the person. And then because that helps you. But like if you keep grudges and then you kill and all that, it doesn't help. Mm -hmm. And it results in so many illnesses within the body. And then uh, so if the listeners out there, especially the youth, let them have hope. They are the future leaders. Who knows? I mean, 20 or 10 or whatever years, some of us will be gone. Mm. And then, so then they have to take over. But if they don't start now to put their life in order and also to know that God is there for us because God's plan is for all of us to be happy because all of us were made in his image. Therefore, he cannot just abandon it, uh, abandon us. Some people, they don't even think that there is a need to go to church. Well, I cannot go into that, but the thing is, it's for listeners to know that God is there for us and I've experienced it and I've never felt so happy in my life being a religious and then also trying to reach out. And I've met so many. My friends, keke drivers, <laughs> bike drivers, <laughs> park boys, because, yeah. you know, like you need them. But when you, the way you treat them, that is how they will also treat you. And that is how they will even save you. You know, like, hey, that's our sister. And then, and all that. Me, they even used to call me, hey, sister adoration. <laughs> well, sister, it's good to see that you're having fun in Nigeria. Yes, You've yes, been there for yes. eight years now. Yes. It's yes. become home for you. Yes. Although at home. every opportunity you are here yes. in South Africa. And uh, yes, I wish to see you grow in this project and that you may spread this project to other parts of Africa uh, yes. because the continent needs such yes. initiatives. Yes. Thank you so much for all that you do, Sister Google. It's great to have you back in SA. Enjoy your stay. Yes. And how long are you staying here for? Till April. Wow. <laughs> what a long time. Three months. So I believe you're going to be very well spoiled, eh? Yes, 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 yes. But uh, I'll use uh, mid-March uh, to April yeah. for prayer and reflection. Yes. And I hope to go to Ngome to uh -huh. do that. You know, it's good. It's always be... good to revive your spirits. Yes, yes, yes we need yes, that. We need yes. those moments of peace yes. and quietness yes. and just um, come back to our senses yes. and re rejuvenate. That's yes. the word I was looking for. Yes. Rejuvenate yes. so that you can carry on with the work that yes. you're doing. Yes, and also visit the sick, the yeah. lonely. There are so many all people out there 
you know, they have nobody to even to come and say hi. Mm. The prisoners, I haven't been good in that one, but I think I'll develop it. Because mm. I've learned that from Father Ebube Nonso. Yeah. Because uh, he reached out also to the prisoners and then asked people that, please, whatever you can donate to help. Because it's just to get them that it's not the end being out there in prison, True. but that some they've decided that they'll always break the law so that they are in there. And it's not a place, a nice place to be, no. but that they can do a lot being outside. Yeah. And also to be appreciated that they are our own brothers and sisters, that we need them to encourage them. And then, because once a person knows that they are loved, and then, you know, it helps, and then even changes their character. Mm. So that's what I have discovered. Acts of mercy. We yes. often forget yes. acts of mercy. Yes. yes. And you just reminded all of us, it's beginning of the year. Let us all look into ourselves and see where can we help. Yes. Besides yes. just going to mass and doing acts of good deeds at work, but where else can we help? Visit yes. the sick, yes. visit the lonely, the I, elderly. I like the idea of Madiba, our old Madiba, used to say that on his birthday, try to reach out. Mm. Make it, you know, do something for somebody s somewhere out there. I've always, I, I make sure that on that day, <laughs> I send the WhatsApp to people that today is my birthday. Please do something for somebody out there. I've done my own, so please do that for somebody. Yeah. And then I think it's a very good, uh, what is a legacy which he left for us, yeah. and then the way he gave himself like that, and that South Africa is it is because of people like him and all his colleagues, what they did, yeah. thinking of the people, the masses, those who are poor, those yeah. who don't have, yeah. they need us. True. Yes, and then they'll do the same. And my thanks goes there to Sister Google for spending some time with us right here on Radio Veritas and sharing that lovely story with us. Well then, that brings me up to time. This has been your Thursday's edition of Catholic View, a program produced and presented by Sheila Pirsch for Radio Veritas. Remember that I'll be back again tomorrow at the same time. Thank you so much for listening. Until then, God bless you and ciao, ciao. I'm Sheila Pirsch. <music>